Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Uh-huh. Hello! Suns fans, welcome back to the Sons of Anarchy After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, talking about Season 7, Episode 5, Some Strange Eruption. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, Mr. Stephen Lemieux is here. Some Strange Eruption of Excitement here I at the know, AfterBuzz TV After Show. I know, because we're so excited about character development, plot movement. We're finally out of the first leg of the season, and finally things are happening the and molasses changing. molasses is dripping right now. The molasses is dripping? Because it's like the slow build, and then oh, okay. now it's dripping. It's now like the, the molasses is, is trickling around. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin Undergaro couldn't join us this evening, uh, but we're we're gonna hold it down in his absence. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm so pleased that we got this episode because a lot of there, this first part of the season has had a lot of. Uh, people keeping secrets from each other. It had people a lot of, holding opinions back from each other. It was like. I love dramatic irony, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to overdose on dramatic irony. I was like, can people just figure out what's going on, please? Right. This isn't a French farce. <laughs> this is Sons of Anarchy. Okay? Are we going to start slamming doors? That's and my villain name, by the way. I'm the some French fr- farce. You're the French farce? Yes. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so pleased that, uh, you know, we've got Lynn and his crew now in, in prison, at least for the time being. Um, we've got some trust on the part of uh, Jerry in the club. I love that we uh, we understand her motives a mm-hmm. bit better. We've further complicated that that uh, romance with Chibs, which is still weird that Chibs is is a romantic lead. We'll get into that. And finally, we've got this like cliffhanger, non cliffhanger with Gemma and Juice, which uh, we'll get into later in the show. But it it it, it always upsets me when uh, you hold off on something. When you could actually take care of it, like you've got you've got Juice standing over Gemma with a gun, and when you have this crash happen, you could have had it go either way. You could have had either of them kill each other, but no, you want them both to be in play for the rest of the season. So it's a non cliffhanger because we know that she will get away, and, and he will be not dead. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the fact is, they're both going to be around for the rest of the season, so why are you teasing us with this fake showdown? My goal is to have at least four episodes this season end with 
Juice possibly tying up random members of Jax's family. And I mean, we've like, got we have two Unser, now. Yeah. And we have Gemma. We have Gemma. Maybe we'll just have Abel tied up in the corner at the end of an episode with it's, Juice with a gun to his head. I don't think you're wrong. I think that's actually, it's not, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Little hammer sitting next to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, alright, so let's, let's talk about, uh, where the club and Jax are at, um, at the top of this episode, right? Because we, we had this massive... It starts off right where it left off. Yeah. Well, first we see just Jack smoking, uh, playing with his smoke as usual, because that's how he calms himself down. But then to see that he's still in the middle of this of this carnage, sitting next to these murdered people, um, was like really graphic and grim Nice of to them start. to save a seat for him, but... I mean, it was just kind of weird how it pans out. And you're like, oh, there's dead people next oh, to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. This now is we have, where we, we are. We oh. know where he is right now, huh. uh, emotionally as well. And uh, he tells the, the club to get out of there. And we get the first uh, of a series of, of Jack's Nero kind of confrontations. Their relationship. I mean, let, let's track it, right? So, mm-hmm. like, Jax has just led Nero through trail after trail of pure crap. Pretty much. Pretty much. And, you know, if Nero... Somebody wa- set him up the bomb, basically. He, pretty much. And, and you know, if, if Nero wasn't with his mother, if he wasn't in love with Gemma, there's no way that he would have put up with all this stuff. Um, and once again, he comes to Jax, knowing that he can't trust Jax, but that he's supposed to trust Jax, and he asks Jax, do you know anything about who could have done this? And Jax says, nope. Uh, and it's just... Say something! He's your partner! He is, he is your partner. You, you own a business together. That business just got blown apart because of your vendetta. Jax hasn't thought of Nero as a partner since he lied to him about, uh, what was Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Darvany. Darvany, yeah. Jax hasn't thought of Nero as a partner. He, That was the moment where he's like, this is a weak man, and I'm not... He's not on the same level. I don't need to respect him. Yeah, it's like, if he can't do what needs to be done, then I think I'm going to do it, and he doesn't need to know. And once... And you know what I kind of like about this is that there's kind of a juxtaposition here in, in the relationship between Jax and Nero, and when you... Previous seasons, the main thing was like, you either tell your bold lady all of it, or you mm-hmm. tell him none of it. And because Jax is not being truthful with Nero... Are you saying that Nero is Jax's old lady? In a sense, it kind of <laughs> seems that way. I mean, because he he, he always shows up, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. he's always like, he's why always did you wearing tell me something everything, soft, Bae? And he wears necklaces. Bay, you didn't tell me this. Yeah. Bay, what's wrong? No. I'll tell s- me, Bay. No, he's not. He's not. That's the thing. Nero isn't Bay. He isn't before anyone else. No, okay. I'm saying J- Nero was telling Jack. Oh, I was asking Jack okay. what was wrong, Bay. Fair. Um, but, uh, but you need to tell, you need to like, at least have somebody you trust. Jack sends Nero up to talk to Borowski, uh, and, uh, Borowski's shop is being watched by, isn't it just strange when that happens in the middle of an after show? Well, we had, we had, we had Josh forget to lock the door once and people walk in. Yeah. It's regardless. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, Lynn's people are sitting on Borowski's shop. And they give Nero an ultimatum. First of all, they they say we know everything. 
Jax has been doing this. Are you a part of it? Are you a part of it? You're his partner. We knew that one of you guys would show up. You showed up. And Nero's like, I, I didn't know any of this. They I could didn't have think killed this was Nero possible. for this. They could have killed Nero by now just mm-hmm. for the fact that he's associated with Jax and been vouching for Jax. Which, like... And by the end of this episode, Nero is once again smiling, happy with all the red woody ladies and his son playing checkers with porn stars. Like, ah, that's my boy. When he should be, I think, far more shaken by his alliance with this guy. Like, even though... Even though it seems like every time he he comes to blows with Jax or nearly comes to blows with Jax, they're able to repair it within an episode or two. I feel like somebody who's had a life as long and as as checkered with with you know sin and prison and hope and all this stuff that he's been dealing with, he would have more more sense than to trust Jax ever again. Well, Nero is lucky in one sense, and that's at the end of the episode when um, Jax tells Lynn. I told Nero to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Like he told, like that at least puts in Lynn's mind that Nero didn't betray him. That Nero was actually telling him exactly what Jax had told him. So, I mean, at least Nero's not really on the out and out with the Asians at this point. Oh no, that's I. I completely disagree. Really? He's saying Nero's in my pocket. I told Nero to set to set you up. No. I had Nero set you up. No, because w- the way I took it was that. Jax told was telling Lynn that he played Nero. Because hmm. they didn't because Nero wasn't there at this point. Jax doesn't know that Nero was there at this point. So what I took it as is Jax was telling um Jax was telling Lynn that he knew Nero was gonna inform to him, so he gave him false information. I, see, I completely disagree I with that. The, ta- with no, that we take took the like, opposite. Yeah, well l- let's let's explain our positions. Okay. okay. So uh Jax, first of all, Nero comes to Jax later in the episode, slugs him for what he's been doing to the Asians and lying to him the whole time. They have this scuffle, and uh, this is after Lynn says that give me Jax, you have twenty four hours, or, or we'll you, give you more your pictures son. of your son. No, we'll kill your son. Oh, it makes so much more sense now. Wait, did you seriously? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, when Nero finally comes back and he's like, "We need to talk," this is Nero saying. Like I convince me, yeah. Like, look, I can't give you up, but my I can't let my son die. What are we going to do about this? I think that he was a willing participant in this in this plot from the beginning. I think maybe he might have even come to him with a with a kernel of the idea, and the rest of it all came together. We didn't see the plan come together for that reason, but it was Nero coming to Jax that set that plan in motion. To me. Nero is a crucial part of this plan and was from the very beginning. He is a crucial part of the plan, yes. Yeah. But I don't think... I think Nero went... Do you think... Um, You know, I guess it makes sense for your way, too, because I don't think Nero would want everyone in the club to be killed by Lin's guys. Hmm. Never. He would never want the club to be killed by Lin's guys. He has no loyalty to Lin. Lin's threatening his son. And by the end of it, Nero's happily with the crew... Hanging at Red Woody with his kid. I think he was basically saying, I'll do whatever it takes, just get protection for my kid. I'm glad that we uh, that we discussed this, because it makes a lot more sense than yeah. how my mind perceived it watching the episode. Yeah, well, I, I'm just, I'm so interested in, uh, in these relationships here, because you've got Lynn, who's so thoroughly furious, and he has no idea why Jax keeps attacking him. Like, that's the thing. He now knows, though, which is great. Yeah. Finally, and, he knows, and we know that it's got to be—it's uh, got to be the 
the other charter. It's got to be a jury who took who tipped them off. Jax doesn't know that though. Jax doesn't know that though. We don't see jury this episode. Instead, it gets pinned on one of Borowski's guys and he's dead now, so there's oh, nothing we can do about oh, it. Deadsman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's oh, he was Desmond yeah, and now he's yeah. dead. Uh yeah. People just keep getting clipped before they can say what they need to say on I this show. I love Peter Weller in this scene so much, though. He's great. And he's great when he directs himself. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. Just pulls out his gun, shoots him through the head. Blap. You know, well. It's like, oh, I, uh, it's hard to find people you trust. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. And Tiggy was going to shove a flute right up his ass. No lube. I don't want him to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't no, want him to enjoy no. it. Um, and he's like, I'm just gay enough, man. Let's do this. <laughs> Happy. Yeah. Abby's like, I swear you're gay, man. I'm just gay enough. Let's do this. They're playing with that a lot with Tig. Well, I mean, Tig has always been... I mean, kinky is a mild word for Tig. I mean, we we assume that he has had sex with corpses. Well, yeah, and they said giggity last. They're really just playing up the... He's Quagmire. It's Quagmire. No, he's not Quagmire. He said giggity last episode, man. Yeah, well, that's just that's just a thing you can say. It's not necessarily that he is Quagmire. He's just he's somebody who we have we have explored every single possible area of his you know like perversion. The fact that he's bisexual is something that they they want to touch on before we leave this show forever. Giggity giggity goo. Yeah. Yep. Um, but before we move on, let's yeah. go ahead and move to something that you guys need to hear about because if you want some nice TV rates, you can check out Dish oh. Network. Oh, yeah. Let's hear from our friends at Dish. Wherever you live in this great country of ours, Dish can bring you great TV. From the big city to the farmlands, high on a mountain or low in the valley, Dish delivers all the great movies, shows, and sports you can handle. Monthly packages start at just $19.99 a month for 12 months. This is your day, America. Get Dish and get thousands of TV shows and movies on demand and free installation in up to six rooms. Visit dish.com slash after buzz. That's dish.com slash after buzz. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee and other restrictions apply. Requires a clear view of the southern sky. Call for details. Did he just say we can get Dish for just $19.99 a month? Well, yes, he did, dear. And what do we pay for TV now? A whole lot more than that, dear. And why do we do that? I don't know. Get Dish. Go to dish.com slash afterbuzz. That's dish.com slash afterbuzz. All right. So as we were saying earlier, we, we saw the collision between... Uh, the Sons of Anarchy and the Asian crew come to a head this week. Uh, we lead them into this trap where, um, you know, Nero tells them that Jax is going to be bringing all these guys to massacre them, basically doing the same maneuver that they used last season, yeah. um, where everybody just piles out of a, a barn and just goes crazy. But in, in this case, a warehouse. Um, so then Lin takes his entire army of, of men out and they just blast apart this warehouse only to discover that there's just a bag of heroin in there. Uh, meanwhile, Borowski's hot cops uh, grab him and uh, strap them all to the fence, except for Lynn, and Jax finally gets to reveal to Lynn, it is I, I, who have been dismantling your crew, and I would have done it much slower Everybody and more painful. Everybody loves kung fu fighting! Well, yeah, we get this great fight, and I'm like, 
I love this fight because Jax isn't necessarily the winner here. Yes, he's bigger and more muscular, but Lin is trained. And fast. Yes. And uh, I would have loved to watch this fight go on further and find out who actually would have won if the real police weren't actually showing up. Jax would have won. Yeah, but I'm just sort of like, as Jax is telling Lin this plan, I'm like, Lin, five words, five words. I didn't kill your wife. I didn't kill your wife. Say those five words. And finally, he says, like, you're an idiot. I had nothing to do with with her death. And uh, Jax has nothing to say about it. And now, you made the point last week, and even while we were watching it, that Nero was meeting with the Chinese while Tara was being killed. So that's why what, doesn't Nero bring it up? That's what we had somebody post on our YouTube. Um, I don't think he brings it up because he's it wasn't Lynn. All it is is he says Lynn ordered the hit, so it doesn't have to be them. It doesn't have to be Lynn, the guy who killed Tara. So it doesn't make sense to be like, oh, he has an alibi when it's like all he would have had to do is order the hit before the meeting. Right, okay. So Oops, I guess fair. it really doesn't matter that much. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like an oh. Oh my god, it couldn't have been them! Right. That's the truth. Um, but I just, I want them to get into this. Like, now that the Asians are gonna be behind bars, that's another missed opportunity for them to look each other in the eye and Lynn to be like, I didn't kill your wife, but now because of everything you've done to me, god, I wish I had. Right? You know? Like, you know, I think at this point they could have kind of got off a little bit if they hadn't gone around on the bikes just shooting all the members of the gang. Well, that's what's because happening. Because they were now. slightly yeah. even. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, granted, slightly even, slightly even. What do you mean? The, the, the club has has en- enacted almost all the violence. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the Diosa hit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there 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 was a there was a hit and there was a payback. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was a fairly mass brutal payback. They killed like what was it? Like sixteen people. Sixteen people plus like then it was like twelve for for the the drug hit, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point i didn't kill your wife you know okay he's in jail but then he gets out he's like okay let's figure this thing out and he's gonna act as a smart businessman but no Jax is going around killing all of his members on their bikes lynn's gonna be like let's kill Jax." Mm-hmm. so well he can't really give orders he's in prison uh, I'm well, just very curious about what's next for the crew. Like, I feel like now that they're in prison, we're going to get one of those reprieve episodes where, all right, let's sit on our main A-plot of the season and let's do something else for, for a week uh, because our main threat is gone. But here's the other issue, right? Uh, Jax was tried to pin the whole thing on Marx. Marx tried to reach him three times during this episode. I feel like August Marx is uh, is a threat that Jax is not taking seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that when Marx finds out, again, that he killed Damon Pope, or any of the other things that he's done behind Marx's back, we're going to have a serious, serious problem on our hands. Yeah, and I think uh, I think what's interesting about... I totally lost my train of thought. That's what it sucks. Um... I think what's interesting about the whole August Marx thing is that you don't really know how he's going to react. Hmm. Like, because he talked about patience the other week. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, we honestly don't know how much he knows. Because mm-hmm. he could be, he could have been could playing them the whole time. He yeah. could know everything about Damon Pope and Tig and Jax and what's going on. He could know it all. And he's just not acting because it doesn't make sense for his business to act because of this huge housing development that he was trying to do with that preacher. But 
that he got now because the wife signed it. Mm-hmm. So that's moving forward. I mean, we don't know what he knows. And then we also don't know how White's going to play into this when he's working with Marilyn Manson here. Yeah, it's true. Um, and also we have all these missing guns. We have all the guns that were then stolen by the triads, by the by the Chinese, that are now back in play, back on the streets. I'm very curious about how that's going to affect the other crews here and how it's going to affect the Mayans. Um, which, you know, it seems like from the scenes from next week, we might we might find out. Maybe. Yeah, at least a little bit. Um, another thing that we got to see this week that uh, hasn't been touched on in a while, or, like, hasn't been touched on enough, I feel like, you know, Jax has been spending almost no time with his kids. They've lost their mother. Wendy's been doing her best taking care of them. But, uh, you know, Abel, he's he's getting older. He's a smart kid. He can tell that something's wrong. He's at Red Woody. He's unhappy. And, you know, he asks his dad, you know, did someone die? Because it always seems like in this kid's life, someone is dying. Someone has, yeah. someone dies, like, I swear, like, once a week in this kid's life. He's once not a having a good life. No, he's not. He's screwed. And, uh, you know, Jax... Do you think he even knows that he was, like, kidnapped? No. No? no. Not at all. He probably just has a few memories that he can't quite explain. It's I don't think that he was, he has a memory, though, of it. He was still so young. childhood that kid's having. Yeah. But what he comes to, to ask his father is, like, you know, do you have to protect everybody and Jax finally gets to kind of explain his roles like yeah you know I'm responsible for you but I'm also responsible for everybody here I need to make sure that we're all going to be okay and this sets off this interesting reaction in Abel where he hides his brother in this closet and he picks up a hammer and he's like I'm going to protect him and I'm going to take care of him I don't want to be here anymore I'll I'll fight off anybody who's going who's gonna to hurt him let's go now I don't want to be here um, he knows his tribe. He knows his tribe. Terrible. Terrible God, parents. At least we didn't get any of Gemma talking to herself this episode. That's true. Um, but I'm. what do you think is going on in this kid's head? Like, Do you think he has the potential to become someone like a Jax who is ultimately, you know, he he does try to protect his, his own and he, he is somewhat semi-responsible for people? Or is this, like, the beginnings of something far worse? I feel like he's maturing at the wrong time in Jax's character development. Hmm. Because when you look at... You look at when when kids are the most, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Precocious? Stampable. Stamp... Oh, um, uh, malleable. Malleable, yeah. Like, their minds are accepting more information, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, kind of taking who their role models are. His dad's really the only one who's been close to him now... And as his dad is not seen as much, and now the only times he sees him is when something bad's going to happen is mm-hmm. happening. So those are the memories that he remembers, and it's also this is the time where Jax is not being good and righteous Jax. Mm-hmm. So I just I fear for this kid not having a very good sense of justice and not having a very good sense of what you do to protect the people, because yeah. if protecting is violence. It's you look at it like he's got a hammer. He's using violence to protect people. He's not using his brains to protect his brother. He's using a fucking hammer, mm-hmm. and he's not even look. And you know what? It's kind of interesting if you look at this compared to what Jax is doing right now because he's not even caring who his friends or family are. He's just waving he's just a hammer. swinging. Yeah, he's just swinging. He's just swinging. Mm-hmm. 
That's actually, I, th- I would say that's a very astute point. Is, uh, you know, Jax has kind of devalued everyone around him in his, you know, quest for vengeance. And here we have basically a child swinging a weapon blindly at the one mother figure he has left. Um, I wish Jax was swinging that hammer at Gemma, though. That would have been nice. I'll look forward to that later. Yeah. Uh, okay, before we continue, I would like to mention iTunes. You know, folks, we, we say it every week, but only because it's the truth. The best way to support AfterBuzz TV is to go to iTunes and rate and review the shows that you listen to or that you watch on YouTube. It's quick. It's easy. It is completely pain-free and completely money-free. doesn't cost you a dime. But the support that you offer is immeasurable it's how we get our sponsors like our friends at the dish network who keep our lights on and our doors open it's how we get guests on our shows it's how people find our shows and it's the finest way for you to be able to give us feedback on our shows so that we know that you're get, you are getting the best possible sons of anarchy podcast that you can possibly imagine you know we here at after buzz we put out over 80 shows a week we have the widest array of of television after show content available on any platform. You can't find a variety like this anywhere else. So your support means the world and you get a great shout out here on the show. Uh, Granny number one says, you mean to tell me you can get dish for $19.99 a month? That's, that's not serious. I'm sorry. Just, yeah, can I, you do them serious? Sorry, please? okay, thank you. It's a serious show. show. <laughs> this is like the most grim and serious show on television. I know it needs to be. And some you are just joking. I'm the worst. Um, by Adrian CSNV, you guys deserve five stars. The show's great. I have to listen to it after I see every episode. You give a different perspective and make the show more interesting with your opinion and analysis. Thank you for a great job. We need after buzz. All right, this is from. Veronica 22222, I've been a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy since season one, and no matter what, I can never get enough. I love listening to this podcast and hearing different takes on things, and you guys pick up so much that I miss. I've listened to every different podcast where I find myself correcting them, which makes me crazy. But that never happens with this show. Keep up the good work. Um, then we have Geology Joe. My wife and I love this podcast. I never fully comprehend what's been going on plot-wise until I hear this podcast each week, so I'm usually really anxious to hear it by the time it airs. Plus, I just want to say it's totally okay to drop the F-bomb. All right. Thank you, Geology Joe. Thank then, you, Geology Joe. Then we got, uh, did we say Monkey Bee last time? I'm not sure. No, because it's October 1st. So, Monkey Bee. Monkeys! I love monkeys. Oh, yeah, there you go. I found After Buzz TV Black Sales a few months back, and since then I've been working my way through your library of my favorite TV show discussions. You'll have a huge library to go through, because we do like every show here on There to the Sun. I was so excited when Sons of Anarchy started up again, and I would listen to you guys as the episodes aired each week. It's a real shame I didn't find you guys last season's Sons of Anarchy, but keep up the great work on SOA and all shows. And the last one, Poor Little Lambs by Poet to Rule. Really enjoy listening to the recaps each week. You crack me up and also have some interesting theories for the future. I had an epiphany this week when you talked about all the bottles piling up in Charming, and nobody ever really talks about it. Charming is Sunnydale without a slayer. It can sit on a hellmouth. That's funny. Uh, thank you all for your reviews. We really appreciate it. Please keep them coming. we got plenty of episodes left this season. You know, it's interesting. We have eight episodes left, so we're, I think we're heading into kind of Act 2 of uh, of this season uh which means we're going to see a, a change of gears and one of the biggest changes so far this season is uh giving chibs uh, a romance which yeah. is an odd choice that I'm I'm honestly I'm I'm really enjoying because it, it it's so unexpected 
Is this the first time we've ever seen Chibs with his shirt off with that weird dollar bill tattoo? I believe it is. Yeah. And I believe it's the it's the first time we've actually gotten something more than just him smiling at a girl. That's true. Uh, and, yeah, this relationship that he has with, uh, with Sheriff Jerry... Um, took an interesting turn. We finally, we find out that she's not necessarily, she's not a dirty cop. She's really just a realist. She's a pragmatist at heart. She knows that her job is going to be a lot easier if she has the local street crews on her side. She'd rather bust the guy for murder than bust the kid for weed. Like, she has her priorities. Yeah. Uh, Which is dope. And I think it's the best person. I like the pun. Uh, yeah, uh, it's the best type of person to work with the sons when this war is over. The kind of person who's going to understand, you know, these guys ultimately are interested in the greater good, you know. And I love when she talks about why she takes their money. You yeah, know, she doesn't even need the money. She's I like, don't need the money. It's, you know, it's good for the overtime, but you know. But it's really more about building trust. When I accept your money, you trust me more because I'm breaking the law. Well, what about last night there? Well, what do you think it was? This is actually me asking you, not her asking Chips. Oh. Yeah. I was actually asking you about last night, Matt. <sighs> Brother. Um, no, um, what do I think it was? You know, it's interesting because I like, I like the romance they're giving them because they're not trying... Why is she attracted to him? Because he's dangerous? He's not, I mean, he's not unhandsome, but he's, he's... He's so he's, he's like so the, edgy. He's the he's the cool mysterious guy with the with the facial scars. Yeah, with the and facial the scars. Yeah, you know it's it's and the goatee. It's the accent, man. I think that's what it is. Hmm. No, I. It's interesting to me because you don't really get this very often on a television series where you get a romance between two characters that is realistic in that there's really nothing. I mean, they really don't have too much in common. Like nope. it's honestly just like an attraction thing one of them makes a move and they just kind of go with it for a while and that's so realistic for how the world works it's like sometimes you just kind of end up with yeah sometimes somebody for you a while. just kind of are you just kind of yeah. just do it's like you make glances over and over again the moment somebody makes a move it just kind of happens mm-hmm. and i like that because i don't think chibs is the kind of guy to do the whole lovey-dovey bullcrap no and i don't think i want a sheriff who's gonna be all the lovey-dovey bullcrap yeah, she'll still kiss him goodbye when she thinks there's a chance she might not see him again, you know. Yeah. But it's st- but it, it is very firmly like I'm getting something out of this. I like spending time with you. You're different. You see me, and I I'm feel like I can town. see you too. I'm in a new town. Yeah, like to smoke, like to get down. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. You're Irish. Irish is they're great. Let's yeah. go with it. Um, yeah, I, I really, you know, like, at first I thought there's something up with this person, but I really, really am enjoying her character. I think she's very refreshing. Annabeth Gish does a great job in the role. Certainly like this sheriff more than another sheriff that we are introduced to on another after show we cover. Uh, oh yeah. No, that's a, well, that's a different show. Yes. Uh, so, Unser kind of gets more plugged into this investigation this week a little bit as well um because uh you know he learns that it's the he learns that it's the Asians uh you know when talking when he's talking to Ratboy Ratboy's not giving him anything can i just this is the one qualm and i mean this it doesn't make sense on how easy it was to find out all about the Asians in this episode hmm cuz it seems like it seems like it was just like everyone is super tight-lipped, everyone is super tight-lipped for four episodes 
And then we get the fifth episode, and like three people talk about, oh, it was the Asians. Oh, this is what's going on with the Asians. Yeah, did you know we're at war with the Asians? Hey, guys, we're at war with the Asians. Well, and we lost 16 people. Of course, uh, lips are going to loosen. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. The status quo has thoroughly changed. Information needs to be disseminated. I, I see no issue with that. I hold no qualms, especially when it causes Wayne to confront Gemma about what she saw and have her be shifty and plant a seed of doubt in his mind, which is so completely necessary. I'm so happy that he gets to confront her about it this week. That's the best part of this episode is that, you know, just that one shifty answer of like, it doesn't matter who it was that I saw. I don't know who it was. I just know that he was Asian. It's that little nugget that's going to eventually lead to her downfall. That's the first bit of news out of the Gemma camp that could potentially sink her. And that makes me so happy. Really. I can't wait for her to be gone. It's, I mean... Shout out to Katie Skull. Love you. Yeah. But but, Gemma. Yeah. But that's the thing, man. How crazy would it have been if Juice had capped Gemma at the end of this episode instead of leaving it with the two of them out there in the desert where she's definitely going to get away because she's Kurt Sutter's wife and he's not going to kill her off until the end of the series. And it's going to be a really gross and disgusting way when he does it. Yeah. And you know it. Right. But like, I don't think the end of the series, though. I think she dies probably in the next two episodes. But No. Yeah. There's no way. If if he could, he would give her two more episodes that are just her after the end of the series. I'm, I mean, look, it's I'm just not going to sixty minutes of looking at her dead body. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that she's not great on the show. Of course, she's great on the show, and he's a great writer. But we all know they're married. He has a soft spot for her, and he's going to give her as much material as possible this season. There is no way she dies before the finale, and that bothers me because why put her in danger at all if we know that it's an empty threat? Yeah. Ugh. God, it just reminds me of so many other shows that do this, and I don't like it when it right? happens. You're this just like false jeopardy because that's the thing. I like false jeopardy. I don't like false jeopardy when it's so obviously false jeopardy. Well, I don't mind it when it's like a, a commercial break or it's at the top of an episode where we know it will likely be sorted out over the course of it. But when you leave us there at the end of an episode, you are saying like, "Isn't this a cliffhanger?" But it's not a cliffhanger because we know that nothing will happen. We know that they will be separated somehow and that they will both survive. Graceland did it fairly well, if you guys watch Graceland. They ended the season with something similar, but you can see the story going with that with it or going mm. the other way. Mm. And you, you're actually kind of like, I don't actually know. But this is like you know. Yeah. You know they're not you know the juice isn't gonna put a hole through Gemma right there. He's probably gonna just walk away, he's gonna tell her to close her eyes. And he's going to get in the car and drive away. I mean, he's pretty heartbroken about the fact that she was going to kill him. Yeah. I mean, like, and first of all, Juice just unraveled even further this week when he killed that poor hotel manager. Oh, my God, Juice. We were just like, oh, my God, there's no, you you know that this guy just works for the hotel. He goes out for a candy bar, comes back with a paper and a dead guy. Mm-hmm. Idiot. Granted, uh, the manager, like, Literally didn't say a word and was just like. Maybe he didn't speak English. Maybe he didn't speak no English. You ever thought of that? How would you run a motel without speaking at least some? Signs. Can you point to signs? Look, just because he has a DVD of Mel Gibson and M. Night Shyamalan. Stop. Okay. Shy Melon? 
Shy Melon. Oh, it's like Blind Melon. Nope, don't even. So, uh, Unser calls Jerry and lets her know everything that he knows about the Asian crews and tells her, you know, to send the police in. This is the best way to get... it. it if I had a shot for every time that Althea Jerry says, uh, Patterson, the feds, they're going to be all over this. Patterson, the feds, they're all over this. They're all right up my ass. Patterson, the feds, I would have been drunk. I would have been toe up by the end of this episode. I, I get it. Patterson, the feds, they're all over this. Matt, Patterson and the feds are all over this. Oh, man. That's, that's some good tequila. Oh, my God. Patterson, the feds are all over this. No, okay. Now you're just looking at a glass. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the honestly the big thing for me coming out of this episode is I am so excited that we are out of the secret war phase of this of this season, and finally we are in open war and recovery. We are in the status quo is thoroughly changed. Mm-hmm. Charming is thoroughly changed, and we are we are open to possibility again instead of what felt like a downward spiral. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean because I felt like the first four episodes were just Jax doing stuff that made us be like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that, Jax? You know you're operating on bad information, pal? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. I I want a story. Like, that's the thing is like this this season so far is I know who killed Tara and I'm going to do bad things to them. But there's nothing really like and I'm not going to say, and this is not us saying that the season is in any way bad. Oh, we're no, not, we haven't gotten to it yet, though. Yeah, but that's like, the point is like, we're enjoying everything that we're seeing, but we want to get to the the part of the season that's going to really hook us and get us excited about the rest of it. Excited about what's to come. Because right now we've been mostly just managing the events of the finale and managing Jax's false expectations and his uh, false meditations on who killed Tara. I want to see him get past that point so that we can start dealing with how do we end this war? How do we get the sons back on track? How do I heal my son who is not well? And how do I move on after the death of the love of my wife? I want to see some positive forward motion instead of some regressive motion. And just being... An idiot. Yeah. All right. No offense to Jax, no. but I mean. All right. I think, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about or can we go into predictions? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything we haven't mentioned. I think it was funny to see Nero's son playing checkers, checkers with, with the, the porn, porn stars. stars. Mm-hmm. He's that's, having a great life. That's a podcast name right there. Um, and then Lila took it really, really, really hard. Because mm-hmm. she was, we learned that she was actually supposed to be holding down the place, but they, she wasn't because she was watching the porn place. Mm-hmm. That edit bay will save your life any day. Seriously. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we've pretty much covered okay. it, um, except the sources of information were on the Chinese were. Um, I can't remember her name. The mom. Wendy. Wendy. Mm-hmm. When Wendy tells Unser that it was the Chinese. Well, how does she say it though? She oh, she tells him tells him about Nero mm-hmm. and Nero's involvement. So now he knows that multiple people are involved, as opposed to just the sons. Now it's like Brown and the sons and everyone. Okay, all right, that's it. All right, let's do predictions. Sorry, I was kind of traveling. Yeah. 
And folks, you know, I, I apologize. We got kind of a, a shorter show uh, this week, and, and we'll try to give you a full-length one next week. It's just, you know, only two folks in the studio. It just tends to run a little quicker. Uh, and, uh, you know, next week it'll be hopefully a, a nice long one for you. Three sons in the studio, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next week, it looks like the Mayans are back in play. It looks like uh, Juice is going over to the Mayans. His loyalty is now completely gone now that Gemma was going to shoot him like a dog. No, it's not. It's not? Nope. You think he's going in deep cover to yep. get the sons back on his case? I think his... I think his only the way his mind works I think he's going to try to sell out the sun like pretend he's selling out the suns and then I don't know if it's going to be good for them or if it's going to be bad or he's going to be the clutch player that in the end everything relies on the fact that he makes this move right now Hmm. and he saves everybody (laughs) because if he's deep with them but he's going to have to give them real information to get in deep with them I know, but he's already on their death list. So anything to get in with them, he's not up to date enough that could really affect him too badly. Hmm. So I think that if he can get in with them, he can possibly save everyone. All I'm going to say to that is Juice has only been missing, he's been missing less than a month, maybe. I know, but so much has happened. Yeah. He knows, the main information he knows is Terra. Is about what happened to Roosevelt, what happened to Tara, and who did it. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say about this, the song at the end of the thing, all I could think was 40 year old virgin. When the sun mm-hmm. is in the, I don't know. Seventh where, house. Yeah, seventh it's house, Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, you know, I honestly, I think, I think Juice is done. He's, he's trying to find some kind of family. He says he doesn't do well on his own. He knows ba- biker gangs. He's going to find another biker gang. He's going to try to be a part of it. I also think Jury comes back into play next week. Um, and otherwise, I think it might just be like one of those great, not quite case of the week episodes, but like where they have to help somebody out hey, or, they or can't do to that. get some scratch. Patterson and the feds will be all over that. Oh, you're right. All right. <laughs> I folks, hope Patterson comes back. I'm look- Thank you so much for... Oh, was, go ahead. I think Patterson's probably going to make a return now that we've had this whole massacre. Yeah, I mean, she's got to show up for a couple of episodes. I'm sure it must be difficult to schedule her now that she's doing NCIS New yeah. Orleans. But uh, hopefully we get her back. You know, folks, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, I will actually... I will not be in the studio. I'm going to be uh, shooting... Uh, for my other job you in just Alabama. said there could I be know, three sons I, next I, week I, I wasn't thinking it's going to be me and Kev then yeah but you guys will hold it down you're going to do a great job okay yeah uh, Stephen Lemieux where can the people find you you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux you can read it right here S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X check me out on the Sleepy Hollow after show with Matt uh, Jackie Borowski and Zach Wilson the Strain podcast crew um, Tuesdays at 11 so an hour from now if you're watching live and what else? What other show do I do? I think I've. I don't know. Uh, are you doing it? Sons is it? Yeah, that's it for right now. Uh-huh. Sorry, pal. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd, as well as my personal videos on YouTube. You can search for my channel. Just search for Matt Lieberman. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.